everyone, and welcome to Signals on the Frontline, your every Wednesday live broadcast brought to you here by Frontline Gaming. We are your hosts, Kicker, the Chief of Serial and Sigilite of the FLG, and I'm Seth the Mad Doctor, Competitors Correspondent. How have you been doing, buddy? Dude, I have been doing great. We have a full show for you guys, a lot of information. We possibly might say things that might make us lose our NDA, but let's first talk about hobby progress. Seth, what have you been up to? Well, um, I've been I've been working on some orcs. Uh, yeah, I have an yeah. event coming up this weekend. I'm not SoCal. I'm not going to SoCal. I couldn't make no, it out wah, there, wah, but wah. I had to finish. I, I decided I have a bunch of trucks, but I got the Forge World kits, and so I did like the truck with tracks. That's hopefully yeah, yeah, of course. up here, and a couple here more Megan Ops for my list, maybe magically with powers oh hey seth we should we should probably do the thing where we say the thing guys if you're uh, listening thing? to our podcast you should ah, be watching is. our podcast live every wednesday night at 9 p.m eastern standard time so you get these cool visual elements you get to hop into the chat the chat is more important than us really uh so yeah listen to us is fine but watch us live way more yep. fun and seth there now, we go there's the photos there we go so there's the truck and the yep. uh well that's back towards me the truck and the mega knobs but on the other side of the screen is my first uh test job for the pioneers nice. um i really nice. wanted to I I wasn't quite sure how to do the colors with them, like then keep them with the same color theme as my, uh, as my foot, uh, guys. So I messed around with it. I, I actually repainted that guy like two or three times till I kind of got the, the colors situated where I wanted them. So I'm, I'm happy with him. Um, that's my first pioneer. I, I'm sure kicker has more pioneers done than I have at this point. Yeah, but, Seth. You so, know, so I just really want to hone in on my scheme. <laughs> We have a little painting competition going on here, folks. Uh, we're trying to see who can get to 2,000 points first between Seth and I and our brand new Votan army because we are OG Votan players. And mm -hmm. Seth, yes, I have been busy this past week. I have to show off. Yeah, there's oh, the family God. photo. There's the completed box uh, ready to rock. Um, I, I got to show the HQ. Let's go to the next photo. There's my uh, my HQ right there. I love how easy it is to paint faces with these models. It's just they're so defined. It makes the contrast paint kind of just do everything. You don't have to even think nice. about it. And uh, Seth, I'm bringing up the big guns here because I know that you know, you're probably going to beat me if it was just purely painting skill, but I'm going to use painting hacks or, or hobby hacks, if you will. All right, uh, let's all show right. the next photo there, right? Let's, let's show, yes, right there. Do you see that on the shoulder? That's a custom decal. Yeah. I, I've been waiting two like a, a month, almost a full month of you know for these decals to come in. But these are my uh, custom themed uh, uh, Votan based off of a kind of a, a cyber buffalo logo because I'm really big into like bison buffalo. So right, yeah, every single right. one of my miniatures will have this nice little you know insignia yeah. on their shoulder. Parts. I'm I'm really 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 just crossing my fingers for my grand scheme, yeah. which I will unveil for everyone this evening, which is <laughs> guards coming out and hopefully it distracts kicker. I, I mean, we do know I'm easily distracted. So the guard That's definitely my hope. got me excited. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know if I'm – because you're always staying just a few models ahead of me. Yeah, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, well, let's – guys, we have a full episode. So let's bring on in our guest right now. Mm -hmm. uh, Seth, do you want to introduce our guest? It's a Danny. It's a Danny. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is Danny uh, from uh, one of the FLG staff judges, one of the head judges at the LVO, from uh, TFG Radio, and uh, got or Pod Save the Imperium. I almost said God Save the Imperium. That didn't work. <laughs> it's it. It's it. Danny, it. welcome yeah. to the show. Danny's hey, going to be so on perfect. all show long, jumping in later on when we go really in-depth about the SoCal Open, because he is the head judge there. Um, mm -hmm. But but Danny, before we get into the rest of the episode, we have to ask you a very critical question. What is your single favorite sugary breakfast cereal? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, 
Oops, all crunch berries. Captain Ooh, Crunch. Good choice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Nice. You like nice, pooping nice. in tie-dye. Yeah. 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 I mean, sometimes <laughs> it's fun. It, ch- it changes things up from, you know, the you know, just a little bit of difference in the day, I think, can, you know, yeah. really a variety. Uh, um, you right. know, a spice variety. up life. And uh, yeah. I have fond memories of that shit coming out. I think I was um, – I Literally. think I was, um, yeah, exactly. I was uh, like 14 or 15 when it came out. And I just yeah. remember thinking like, man, they actually listened to us. They listened yeah. to the youth of like, I don't want these little yellow squares. I just want the crunch berries. And, they, and the, the squares touch a roof of your mouth. Yeah, exactly. It, it's weird because like the offshoot weak, material Seth. is better Only than the original weak. Captain Crunch, 100%, you know, 100% better. All right. But, so, but be real, peanut butter Captain Crunch. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 That's legit, man. That, peanut butter Captain Crunch is the best peanut butter cereal, hands down. You can't you can't compete with that. Um, cool. Right. Well, let's jump in. Uh, Danny's going to stick around. Danny, feel free to chime in wherever you want. But we got to talk about some new products. And our wonderful friends at GW sent us a pile of the new Citadel tools, and they are shiny and fancy. And let's just be honest, a little pricey. So I've had about two weeks now to to play around with them, and I actually built all those Votan with them. And I really, you know, like. I am kind of a, like, I'm pretty finicky. I want really, really good tools. And, uh, you know, I do have a lot of the old Citadel tools. So let's show the next photo if that's cool. This is the original Citadel Clippers. So this is the old Citadel Clippers. Uh, And then if you see the next photo, the next photo is the brand new Citadel Clippers. So they look almost the exact same, and they are. The metal components of the Clippers are almost identical. It's the, um, I guess, the the housing, which has really changed. So now now with all that said, the housing definitely could use a new improvement. I mean, they're far more ergonomic now. Uh, They're way more comfortable to use. Um, The Clippers themselves, is like they are the sharpest, the finest ones I've personally used. Um, You know, I've used a lot of the other brands out there. Um, I really do like, I swear by these. The only thing I'm going to ding it for is that these clippers are like, they're super sharp. They're super easy to get into like the little cracks and of a sprue. But the problem is that the spring mechanism on the Citadel clippers is not as snappy as say like the army painters. So if you're trying to like, you know, like cut out a bunch of into the dark terrain, like I just was doing last week. Like these are probably not the tool because they don't snap back as fast. Seth, have you ever had that problem with like clippers? Like you just want this. Yeah, I have. Um, I think it's like sixth edition GW uh, set of clippers, and the spring is busted on them. And yeah, it, it is a. Uh, it is annoying. It's it's, it's, it's a little. It's just little frustrating annoying. because you're you're get going in a groove and you're like, nope, stop, open, reopen, reopen. So yeah, yeah. it just kind of throws you off the groove. Um, so so it is a little frustrating. But the clippers themselves, like, it's not like it's necessarily a defect. It's just that's just the way they're built. The quality is like is amazing. Like, there's no doubt about it. They do have a hefty price tag. We're talking fifty dollars for a set of clippers, which is like, whew, whew, it's a lot. Fifty dollars yeah. for these clippers. That's a good chunk of money. Yeah, but like I said, the quality as soon as you open one of the box, like they 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 sit, they're like they're like a nice 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 product like there's no doubt about it. this is a quality device uh the mold line re- remover i mean i use a mold line remover all the time you can see the old one next to the new ones the old one was all metal the new one is is metal on the inside but it has the nice ergonomic housing around it um mm-hmm. and the next photo has the, like the cool new like feature of it yeah do you see what it's doing right there oh, yeah. the, the new like, yeah or kind of off the edge of the base yeah the new mold line like um, remover has this like notch in it that allows you to quickly like snap off those little like nubs i guess around the bevel of a base it's, it's it's a it's a pretty cool little idea it's not something i ever really thought that was needed but now that i've had it i'm like oh yeah this is really cool to quickly polish off those bases mm-hmm. um the the next one was the drill the drill is is it's a drill nothing too special mm-hmm. but i i will tell you that it's wider 
where you turn the drill, I guess. So it makes it a little bit easier to, to, to leverage, I guess, the spin feature. Um, you know, it's a drill, right? If you have an Army Painter one or if you have a cheap one from the hardware store, you don't necessarily need to go out and buy this one. The knife, though, the knife is weird because everyone has an X-Acto knife, right? You can get an X-Acto mm-hmm. knife basically everywhere. This yep. one is different. For some reason, it's it's like I've never seen anyone do this where you can control the, the tightening element away from where the blade is. So you're not actually going to loosen it like I would do with my old X-Acto knives. It's mm-hmm. also a little more small, I guess. I don't know. I, I like my hands are massive, by the way. If you're looking at this photo, yes, I'm basically an orangutan. I've got no legs, extremely long arms. I'm very short. I'm all torso and my hands are massive. So yes, that is my monkey hand. You should right be there. a rock climber. <laughs> it should be a rock climber. Yes, all right. I, I do yeah. climb occasionally. Um, but, the, but the knife is good. It's, it's nothing you know crazy, but I do like the way it, 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 I guess I hold it in my hand. It feels a little easier to, to, to rotate in different ways. So I'm a fan of them. Is this something mm-hmm. you have to get? No, but you know what this is? This is for what you get your, you know, you get your significant other, or you ask from your significant other. This is a great Christmas gift. Um, yeah. because I, you know, you don't want, you don't want models for Christmas. You, you Seth, you go out and buy your own models. Dan, you go out and get your own models, but this is something you ask for. It's a good stocking stuffer, right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. just an easy little small thing that, you know, you put in and it's whether you can go and maybe find a different product or from, you know, a more professional line, like as in like, you know, a tool maker as opposed to a model maker kind of company thing. Um, the reality is like, this is easy for people to find. They can go into a game store where they know you go to, they see it, they can get it. It's going to work, right? And yeah. that, it, that's the thing. It's going to work and work well. So yeah. it definitely, I think, makes great little small gifts um, for the hobbyist in your life. Right. Yeah. When, you know, or even as price support in tournaments, yeah. right? Like if you're yeah. doing oh, a smaller dude, event. Great, great point. Price support. Like this is a perfect little item because we will all appreciate a quality pair of pliers or clippers. Are we necessarily going to want to buy them ourselves? No, but I know that both you guys will really enjoy having one of these in, in your hobby box. Absolutely. Um, I would never be upset. Even if I'm like, well, you know, maybe my other pair I like better. Maybe it's a little, um, for me, I like one that has a, that I have to work at it to get it going. Yeah. So I like controlling the pressure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I still wouldn't matter. Be like, oh shit, ooh, nice new one, great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need yeah, this. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Seth is the chat. Is the chat supporting the chat? The tools yep. are universal. Army is a very hot hit or miss with gamers. Yeah, so good point. You, you might buy the wrong model, wrong army. You know, you send your spouse in there for uh, blood angels, and you come back with dark angels, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, know, yeah, so yeah. Easy mistakes. So, so. And uh, chat is asking some good questions that sure. aren't necessarily on topic. Don't worry, chat. I am taking notes down as we go, and we will circle back to those later. Thank you, Seth. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So the tools are always in fashion, always a good gift item. Uh, let's talk about the really big release that was announced, or I guess the big preview that was shown off was the the Rough Riders, the, the you know the, the Astro Militarum Rough Riders, the highly polarizing. You either love them or hate them. Seth, go hot take. Do you like the way they look? I like them. I mean, I like them. the the. The current Rough Rider models, the the ones that are about to be replaced, are quite old. Oh, we have a tech priest. Tech priest oh, we got a tech priest in, in the house. All right, what's up, tech priest? They're, they're terrible. They're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> they're right, bad. We'll get out of here. Go. Of course, here. the tech priest would say that. Yeah, it's a dude on a horse with a lance. Yeah. Like okay, yeah. so they look like action figures with their like with their big chunky hands. They're. And they're- <sighs> All right, I'm, out of, I'm out of here before I get get, get back behind the screen. You back, back I say. Danny, what, what is your hot take? Do you like the miniatures? Are, are they doing the previous ones justice? I mean, I think they're actually falling into the current GW trap sometimes of let's just redo our models with the technology we have today mm-hmm. rather than let's 
pay homage, but actually update them to make yeah. them distinct yeah. and new. And I think that's yeah. maybe a little bit of the issue because I think yeah. there's a lot of room to make them look really stunning um, yeah. and just be something really unique in 40K. But it really just looks kind of like the old models, but better poses, um, yeah. bigger, little crisper details on some parts. But, you know, and, and, and Danny, it. you've been in this hobby probably longer than me. And, and I know, Seth, you know, mm-hmm. you've been in this forever. We all know that a lot of times photos look uh, models look way better in person than the photos. Right. So I'm hoping yeah. that they look even better in person. I I, I personally am really hoping for head swap. I'm just I, I know this is the traditional head of the Rough Riders. I just would like a more generic head so it would fit in with the rest of my Cadians if I wanted to run a Cadians or, or Death Core even, you know. Um, so that that's my personal thing. But I actually kind of like them. I mean, I, I, I like them. I'm not so sure about the cloth on the horse, but I feel like they're a pretty cool, aggressive looking, looking miniature. So, so we'll see. Uh, and, and all the, like the gear, all the saddlebags that, that makes me excited. So, so I we'll think see. they will make excellent conversion bait. I am yeah. excited yeah. to see what um, some of our top hobbyists can do playing yeah. with that model. hundred percent. hundred percent. Well, the other big thing that's coming up for pre-order this weekend is the brand new into the dark, not into the dark, the new uh, kill team box, which is into the vaults, shadow vaults. It's got the car skin and the, uh, the Necrons and it is, it is an awesome box. So yeah. Yeah. If you're going to be playing guard in the future, you can probably want this box because you know, they usually delay the the release of these, uh, these models for a little bit longer. And you know, everyone's going to want these, these stormtroopers. Um, I guess we should talk about some of the rules leaks we've had about guard because they've been all over the place. Um, Mm -hmm. I can, you know, say these are leaks that are on the internet. These are not ones that, you know, frontline gaming or or Danny or Seth are providing. These are ones that are already out there. Um, Some of the ones have been about the infantry squads getting different bonuses based off of the regiment. So like death core Krieg are most likely to have like mini transhuman. Uh, Cadians are going to get exploding sixes on, on the shooting uh, while Caddis are going to get exploding sixes on melee tank guns look a little bit more solid with battle cannons going up to a flat three damage. Uh, Turrets are going to get a plus one to hit, you know, T eight and two up on the tanks. Look, Guard are looking pretty solid, but Seth, have you heard of any crazy thing that might make it to the jank of the week uh, for this week? I have. You I've, have. I've seen some leaks, some rumors as to what the Death Strike missile uh, carriage will be, and, and no so, one used that in previous editions. I mean, not competitively. No. At least. It's it's like it's a, it's the alternative build for the Manicore with a giant nuclear missile strapped on top of it. Um, so the rumors are it's it's a 150 point chassis, um, but it basically does like a special action to align the target. Uh, so you do an action in your command phase and you basically put a marker on the table. Um, and that marker is where your missile hits next turn. Okay. So, you know, people have time to run away from it. Now, uh, the next turn you can do the action to fire the missile off the spot. If you move, uh, you move the marker and the, and, and so you don't, you can't move and, and try to walk that token to wherever your opponent ran away from you. So if you move, you're basically resetting the token. So there's basically three different missiles. We'll start off with the, uh, the vortex warhead. It's, um, you roll for every unit within D3 plus three inches. On a one, that unit takes uh, nothing. On a two through three, they take D3 mortal wounds. On a four through five, D3 plus one. And on a six, it's two D3. But at the end, you roll and on a four plus, that token stays there and you just keep shooting missiles at that spot every turn. (laughs) All right, all right, nice. 
then there's the plasma barrage warhead. Again, you're going to roll for each unit that's within the range. This one is six plus D three inches, so it's a really big range. On a one, nothing happens. On a two through three, D three plus one mortal wounds. On a four through five, two D three mortal wounds. And on a six, D three plus three uh, mortal wounds. And if you are hitting an infantry character, it's minus one on that roll. Now here's the big one. You ready, kicker? Right. I'm ready. It's called I'm ready. the God Spear Warhead. Sounds dangerous. Everything within three inches. On a one, nothing happens. On a two through three, eight mortal wounds. <laughs> on a four through five, 12 mortal wounds. <laughs> and on a six, 16 mortal wounds. <laughs> just just take, take the whole model right off the bit. What, now it's, it's, remember, you're putting a token down, and I got a turn to move away from it. That token can't move. Okay, I do you know need it's going to be a Do you need line of sight to put that token down, Seth? Do we know if you need line of sight? We don't know yet. We don't know okay, yet. Okay. But, um, you know, so if you really just are like, you know what, buddy? I do not want you holding this objective. You can just be like, here, here's this token on that objective. If you wish to stand on this objective, you are taking mortal wounds. Oh. Got it? I like it. Uh, Danny, what do you think? Is it too is it too much? Is it too much? It's 16 mortal wounds. I mean, much. the 16 mortal wounds is silly, <laughs> although it's got a pretty small range. But so you can even with three inches, you can. I mean, I guess if you put it in the no, there's no way to like you can't claim an objective that way with it because the radius to control is is larger. Yeah. Um so it's, it's a single point that token unless yeah. it comes with the kit or something. Yeah, yeah or yeah, unless it has like something about like how you know like a base like size to it or sizes, whatever. But yeah. it, I think it's really awesome to be able to dictate your opponent's movement. So I could see, yeah, yeah. especially really high you level could, players you abusing the hell out of that. Move, make like like you could have movement blocks. If there's like an alley mm-hmm. against a knight army, and you could be like, if you walk in this alley, you are taking mortal wounds. Yeah, yep. no, no, good, good point. Yeah, it's good, good control the opponent's movement. Yeah, you could have a lot of fun with that. And I mean, imagine if you had two of these. Suddenly now you can completely you know or change three. the whole year open in place there are three of them you can just go with three of them why don't why don't we i mean you can especially if you go first you can basically create um a artillery barrage shield right yeah, around yeah. your forces so it's like okay you've got to come at me oh you're a melee army you're charging me you know you have to move forward have fun with that yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. you just because there's not much in the game that really wants to take between eight and 16 mortal wounds yeah yeah not really well, okay, guys, right. I want to talk about one other big thing that this is a frontline gaming thing that we're really stoked about. This is the, the 2022 Hobby Box. This is kind of like that high roller box that sells at every LVO, except even better because we mail it to you. Uh, we just now announced it. The, um, the, and you, you're, you're actually going to have the opportunity to win one. Um, the more entries you put in, the more chances you're going to win. You basically go like Facebook pages and et cetera, et cetera. The more details on the website. But you can win one of these hobby boxes. These things are going to have a retail price of about $190. They're going to have a ton more value than that. Um, basically, it's all the goodness you could possibly imagine in the high rollers package, but being mailed to you. They do sell out like the high roller packages. So if you're interested, make sure you, you jump on next week and get it immediately. Um, they'll be from the sites. Like I said, they're highly, highly limited seth i know you're a big high roller you know mm-hmm. fan this is this is the yeah. high roller thing basically oh yeah basically yeah. yeah it's high roller at home it's a high roller at home exactly it's 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 <laughs> we call it the it's the high roller bag but in a box that's basically what it is hey, i i want to hop in real quick and ask Danny yeah, something um just because we're getting a lot of questions in chat that are, are very uh granular rules things um Danny, I can throw those at you live, uh, but if folks wanted a, a more uh, defined means of submitting them, where would they go? 
So uh, in the player packet, there is a link to a Google document that is the SoCal event page, essentially. Um, not really FAQ, but just, you know, it's a place to ask questions and I can respond. Um, I would clarifications. I, yes, exactly. Yes. Um, I would recommend that you go there fill it out. I will, you know, get back to you as soon as I can. If it's something that I can't immediately answer, I'll, I put a note in there for you to know like, Hey, I'm working with the other ITC judges to come to a, you know, um, an understanding on this. If it's something we've never really run into before. Um, but yeah, in general, if you're going to ask me a bunch of, you know, super granular questions, I will default to what I do at LVO, which is okay. Show me your codex. Right. Yeah. Take out your codex, take yeah. out your rules, right? Like, you know, so, um, I, 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 I saw like, two or three all folks post up questions and, and looked at them real quick and went, Oh, these are, these are very technical and I didn't yeah. want to put you on the spot. Um, so oh. that, that'll just, you know, you go to that link. That's the official way. It also is important because then you get your answer in writing. So yes. in, in the event, if your opponent's it. like, Hey, how does this rule work? You're like, Hey man, yep. here it is in writing. This is what the judge staff said. This is how we're going to play it. And everyone's yep. on the same page. And we'll be doing the same thing for LVO as soon as SoCal's done. So guys, if you're going to LVO, you can submit your questions yep. that way. So if you have any questions specific to the FLG events and how things are going to be handled. That's the source to do it. Um, yeah. Not that I don't want to answer you guys in chat. I just don't want to, you know, put Danny here on the spot and then get, he gives a, a snap answer that might not be as well researched and you don't get the answer you want. You yeah. know, you <laughs> want, to, you, you want Danny to have as much time to drink some, some tea and relax <laughs> and, you know, maybe get his feet in a little bubble bath, you know, oh, yeah. just to be in Absolutely. a really good place when it comes time yeah. to answer your questions. Nice, nice bath bomb. I mean, yeah. part of it too is i don't think it makes for good uh tv or radio if you see what it looks like to answer some of these questions which is me on my phone and my laptop looking at four different yeah. sources of rules and sitting there <laughs> trying to figure out what the answer is and sometimes diagramming sentences to make it i sure i understand exactly what raw is saying as opposed to intent well, that, that <laughs> so you know like, you said diagramming sure sentences and i was out <laughs> i was out bud uh, All right. Hey, guys, we, okay, so we have to announce something. Can we bring up the next photo? Because this is really important, guys. We're announcing the 2023 season of events mm -hmm. for yeah, next week right there. We can't actually tell you the events yet. If you if you look at that Kicker. photo closely, you can see there's a few new things on there. There's, there's two Ooh. boxes that say new. Yeah. New, one new in March and one in September. Yes. Okay. Ooh. Wait till next. Wait till SoCal. We're going to release all the information about what events Frontline Gaming is running in 2023. There is going to be one brand new event, and then one that's kind of changing. And then uh, we're actually partnering with quite a few people across the world. Yes, across the world mm -hmm. for 2023. Uh, more information will be announced at SoCal, and then the following week, Seth, you and I are going to sit down and share all this cool information with everyone. All right. I yes. think it's important whenever we release this that instead of the dates and the events being, uh, you know colored circles on a timeline that they are gems in a nine uh gemmed <laughs> infinity gauntlet the kicker's wearing fine i'm good with it right i'm good with all it right, let's do it. gauntlet all the way buddy uh oh hey we ran that poll i don't know dan if you saw it seth i think you saw the poll that we ran today i we, tried we i'm trying to compose myself okay yeah, yeah you, you got a little opinionative right there so I guys did. on the frontline gaming community facebook group this is a really important group if you're you know in chat right now if you're listening to us uh you know on your drive home consider joining that group because that's where you get to be involved with the community and contribute important you know importantly like right now what kind of food you know do you like to have for dinner i'm not giving you any reason why i just need to know because it's really important for next year so guys we threw a poll out there five options 
pizza, tacos, pasta, barbecue slash southern home cooking food, and uh, the most important one, of course, Brenner. That includes sugary breakfast cereal. I don't know why that one made it the poll. I have no idea other than personally because I made the damn poll and I'm biased and I really like I'll put sugary breakfast cereal on a damn pizza for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Seth, you obviously really wanted uh, pizza because – I do. Pizza is my like – if you're on a desert island and you can eat one thing the rest of your life, it's pizza. It's pizza. It's pizza. Danny, where, where, where do you stand on this? What is I was your on, dinner of choice? I was on tacos. Tacos. Yeah. I mean, tacos. I mean, I thought tacos were going to be winning. But as of this afternoon, it looks like barbecue is in, is in the lead. Barbecue with all the side. The I think – hold on. Hold on. I think oh. it's really important to clarify depending on which region in the U.S. Yes. you are. <laughs> that, I mean that's really for both of those. Like I don't yeah. want so – I'm from – you know, I live here in SoCal. I don't yeah. necessarily want barbecue from here, right? Yeah, the same enough. way I don't we, really necessarily want tacos from Connecticut. Yeah. Right. I totally voted for barbecue. You voted for barbecue? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Get out of here, tech priest. Yeah, get out of here. I mean, it, it, listen, honestly, uh, if that wasn't like, if I, if it wasn't like the cereal this wasn't a factor in the game. <laughs> if it wasn't if cereal wasn't a factor uh in in this decision, I would have chosen barbecue because I really like barbecue. I mean, I am a fan of Brenner. Yeah. But like you know, at the end of a long day, like That's, Brenner isn't necessarily a thing they're going to fill me up. and come No, no, no. But seriously, after the end of a long day playing 40K, you're tired. You just want to sit down to some French toast and some bacon and, and, and possibly some cereal. And I just think that is the, the right option. But yeah, you're <laughs> almost swaying. You're, you're almost swaying me. If it could be a breakfast pizza. <laughs> you do breakfast pizza. And you we could have breakfast, breakfast tacos. tacos. Yeah, oh, we're on something here. All right. See, look at that. Breakfast covers we, everything, guys. It can we cover found everything. a solution to peace. Look at that. We found a path. <laughs> found a solution. All right. Let's, let's keep going, Kicker. Keep going. I, I well, know Danny's on a, a clock tonight. We have SoCal coming up this weekend, guys. You should yep. be there. It's going to be streamed on the FLGN. We're going to have all the cool kids streaming, uh, you know, hosting the, the show. You uh, might even really get some forward. commentary from a tech priest. Hell yeah. Ooh. Yes. I think our tech priest will be involved. Mm. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Seth, you know what I need to tell everyone to do. Bring your challenge coins. Duncan Rhodes Paint will be there uh, for the first 100 people presenting their challenge coins. So you got to show off your challenge coins after round one begins. That'll be our challenge coin perk. Let's also talk about the LVO. LVO, of course, is happening in January. A lot of things are sold out. Most of the events, 40K Champs, it's totally sold out. We, we can't release tickets unless people sort of, uh, you know, decide to get refunds or something like that or drop. But it's it's a lot of events are sold out. But, you know, there's one way you can get tickets to the 40K Champs if How's you that? really want to go. Or the Age of Sigmar Champs, it's in that raffle we're doing next week that's involving the hockey oh. players. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's one of the one, one of the few ways. Yeah. So if you don't we have like we have like 30 different prizes that we're raffling away. The be, one of the one of the best ones is the hobby box, but some of the other ones are uh tickets to 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 events. So anyway, that's what's going on in the frontline gaming world. Seth, what's happening on the frontline gaming network though? Well, uh this week on Grim After Dark, they brought on uh Mikey from Hellstorm Wargaming. Um they kept him up to some obscene hours in the morning. It was like three AM his time when when they were streaming and they just had a good old time. Mikey, uh, I think the best way to describe Mikey is uh he is uh a classy uh British version of Grim After Dark. Um <laughs> so it was really great to have him on there and kind of show those boys what to to strive for. So I was looking forward to that. Um, the Thursday show should be covering SoCal, and chat is clamoring for it. Danny, when are lists going to be unlocked? Uh, I was actually literally going to do that right now since we were people. I figure people would ask. So I, can we know, do it live on the air? Can we I do can this? Do it literally right now. Okay, I'm so let's go. Oh, chat, chat, you got to bribe them somehow, chat. <laughs> 
bubble so bath. Okay, my PayPal what? is. Um, <laughs> what? So you said your favorite sugar breakfast cereal was Oops All. Uh, yeah, all. How many boxes? So, that. Yeah, yeah. How many boxes can we get to to SoCal for him? So, so guys, we have the next ten minutes to ask Danny basically anything and everything. Um, I do want to just start us off with Danny. You know, while you're unlocking the list here for SoCal this weekend, what is like the meta in SoCal? I mean, you're going into SoCal. Your people are flying in from around the country. Oh, and right. you know, what are they expect, supposed to expect? What armies are more likely to be seen? We are a chaos heavy. Um, yeah. society here. Uh, we have a lot of really dedicated chaos players, myself included. Um, right. So that you're going to see a lot of chaos. So looking at the list, I, you know, if you take chaos as a whole, um, there's between chaos and chaos, space Marines, Knights and demons there, they make up a good chunk of the field. Uh, Tyranids also very popular. Um, also again, um, I'm a product of my environment. You know, I <laughs> love Tyranids and they're so my main like army. Yes, and Nids, all right. Yep. So <laughs> it's going to be a lot of that. Uh, you're going to see that. You're going to see that for sure. Uh, we, you know, in any tournament, you're going to see Imperium lists. You know, Space Marines, people who maybe aren't super, super hard edge competitive, but do play and love. Mm-hmm. So you know, we definitely have people who will raise the banner for you know Blood Angels or even generic. Um, vanilla marines and all that but i think you should definitely prep to play tyranids prep to play against all the flavors of chaos and for a lot of the more competitive players are actually coming in with goth orcs so that's something to look at yeah Yeah, so if you go over to the frontline gaming uh, website on our blog there's actually a meta breakdown for the socal open i won't steal too much thunder from the thursday guys but the top five are tyranids demons chaos space marine orcs Orcs. and sisters of battle Nice. Yes. And well, there is there is a, an illustrious gentleman taking orcs to this event that mm-hmm. would surprise many folks. Seth, yeah. dro- drop this bomb on people. Come Sean Naden. Yep. Sean Naden has been hobbying up his orcs. He's been playing them this year. He's been going on about how orcs have pointy ears as well. So, you know, he hasn't <laughs> left the pointy ears. And you, if you remember last year, Danny, do you remember what happened last year to, to one Sean Naden at SoCal? I, I certainly did. Uh, he was defeated by return, by the uh, champion and who was going to be playing this year, of course, Logan Heath with orcs. Yeah. He got and, uh, kind and of Logan blitzed by the chat. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. And he said, I mean, he got blitzed here. Yeah. So does, yeah. So does so, that mean uh, Sean's giving up on competitive 40k or no? No, that's <laughs> oh, definitely not I, a, I think, a friendly oh, list. Get out of here! Oh, sorry. I, I'm where's the disconnect uh, button? I'm gonna turn the Danny's power off. We've seen the list tonight, so everyone can go see. They're what already Sean's live, playing, but we do know it's like just an orc list. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a golf orc list. It's, it has Gazzy. I've seen yeah. his Gazzy. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's, uh, um, I think it's, you know, it goes into the meta pretty well. Uh, it has, you know, has a lot of great matchups against a lot of common builds you're going to see. Has plenty of trickiness and razzle dazzle. And the thing about Sean Naden is that he's an, you know, he is a probably one of the best on the feet players. Like he is amazing yeah. at coming up with strategies and reacting to the game state in ways that you can't predict. So you think you're winning and all of a sudden you're like, wait, how did I? How did I just lose? can find a path. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Sean reached out to me earlier this week, you know, like, you know what? I think I'm going to go to this event, like kind of just on the fly, you know, I'm like, dude, you you, you know, like you got to get your ticket, got to get your list in PCP and everything. It's like, no, I I really want to do it. Let's make it happen. So, you know, he's coming. He's excited. He told me he hasn't played, you know, really much competitive 40K, definitely not a big, big giant tournament, really, I think since LVO almost. So he's, he's, he's coming back. 
He hasn't done a lot of events. Um, he's been, you know, he did. He was uh, the the past captain now for the American WTC team. He has handed the reins off uh, on that. But um, he, you know, he's he's been, you know. He's got another kid now. Uh, he is a very dedicated father, so he's been spending a lot of time there. So he definitely hasn't been as active in the scene as he has in past years, but I don't think that makes him any less dangerous. Seth, Danny, this segues really nicely into something that I know people have been asking me to ask you, Danny. Like, what are the teams or maybe the specific players that are like kind of the, the known forces of power, like the, the, you know, the powerhouses in town that people should, you know, watch, look for, you know? Oh, I think, you know, the... I think an important team to go through is and one of the top player who's coming that I know of is a junior Flahey and Team Zero comp, which yeah. you know uh, really uh, had a big renaissance in in San Diego. So they're kind of a homegrown team, um, although they started up north. And so those are you know players that are all good. You know you have to kind of beat them to be able to get on the team. So but Junior is you know plays his Blood Angels and he's an exceptionally high I mean, level player. You mean like beat them in forty k or like in a, in a physical fight? I mean I, I, I don't know. I think that's a, the up to the individuals. I think you okay. get to choose yeah. your challenge. Um, so you know, <laughs> uh, but they get to choose their defender. So you know you got to keep that in mind. Um, ah, good point. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Uh, we have uh, Logan Heath, who you know won last year. Um, he, he's part of uh, Zenos Petting Zoo, which is probably mm-hmm. the largest competitive uh, team we have in SoCal. Be, you know, if you go to an event in SoCal, you're going to run into XBZ guys, um, and they are really trying to uh, be as competitive as they can on the kind of team, you know, yeah. the kind yep. of team circuit and things like that. So, um, definitely people to watch out for. Uh, my team hashtag wrecked. We have a few people going. Probably, um, unfortunately, our kind of highest level competitive players like Brandon Grant. Jeff Poole, Carlos Kaiser um, have families, so they're not going to SoCal this year. Um, but even then, we have um, uh, Stephen Masuda, who's a longtime, longtime fantasy and 40K player, and he is very, very good. And um, I and- hear <laughs> that one of your teammates will be making a rare tournament appearance. Yes. The <laughs> lovely Adam Solis. <laughs> yeah. Old, yeah, Latin Gandalf himself, Old Man Solis, is uh, coming out to play. Folks. Latin Gandalf. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's he's coming out. Uh, he's you know uh, he's bringing his chaos list, um, and uh, he's he can surprise people with it. I mean, he's been playing chaos so long that he knows that list really well. He's been getting a lot of reps in for our from our Los Angeles league, which is a pretty big league. We, I think have close to 200 players, um, in it. And, uh, he's always stays up and, you know, he's always in pod one, which is funny. He's in the most competitive pod and always manages to stay there. So, uh, you know, he's actually someone to not sleep on, even though he's going to constantly tell you like, Hey man, just read my dice to me because, uh, you know, he's half blind. Um, so, you know. <laughs> and, and, and guys, you see Adam in case you don't know his name. Adam is our, one of our head judges at, at most of our frontline gaming events. You see him yep. literally from the East coast to West coast. He's all over the place. Yep. So if he, if he ruled against you one time, you a little revenge hopefully you i you know i think out. i think there was there's some sort of rule that the frontline gaming staff judges are not allowed to drink while judging but you know uh <laughs> I while, while that rule in my yeah. life <laughs> <laughs> i know for a fact that that rule doesn't exist but yes i was trying to get to a segue of this would be a great chance to maybe get adam a few drinks and get on his good side <laughs> you know, and, hear, and hear the stories that's the thing yeah, if yeah. you want to play adam because that man has stories for days he stories he will never does. say when you can record him right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he has seen it all yeah. Uh, uh, Logan Logan popped back in the chat to say that XPZ is bringing like a couple dozen players this year. Couple, yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, they're, they are rolling deep. Yeah, they're local to San Diego. They're um, a huge team. Um, and uh, I think, you know, they're kind of unlike, 
I think for a while, my team was like the biggest total members, but really most of us didn't play competitively. It was kind of more of like, we would always say we're more of a social club than a team, but XBC is a a huge team uh, that just, that comes to play. So I think it's always, um, you know, good to keep that in mind, but I played against uh, some XPC guys down in New Orleans last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Dude, dude, they're good sportsmen, good ambassadors of the hobby. I mean, you know, it's 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 cool to see that team grow and flourish. Uh, you know, I, I guess we should ask. I mean, Seth, do we have anything in the chat that we need to discuss or address real fast? Anything popping up? Well, there there seems to be some sort of I don't know conspiracy. I think it's a bot because okay. it keeps multiple people have said it that Danny has been very helpful and they're looking forward to SoCal. And I oh, totally. I I can't imagine <laughs> multiple people have thought this and said this. Hey, so. Look. Look, how I spend my money on what serve, what Russian <laughs> services is none of your concern. All right. Fair enough. All right. All right. Uh, Kelsey mean, does say in chat, and I know you've been posting about a kicker, uh, coming early and setting up. Uh, where do people contact you? Yes. Uh, how's that going? <laughs> so tomorrow at five o'clock my time, I am flying over to, to San Diego and we will be setting up at 1 p.m. at the exhibitor at the exhibit hall in the fairgrounds. Uh, Mike, my buddy Mike, is driving the truck tomorrow early in the morning from Vegas. I'm flying in 1 p.m. We unload that truck and we can use all the help that's possible since we will be drained. Uh, and, and, and it's it's, and it's, a, it's a lot of stuff. We right. mentioned it last week, but is there a special perk for perhaps helping there, out with the other? There is a special perk for helping out, but you have to help out. We can't tell. I mean, like, all we can't right, help yeah. all the all time. Right, right. Well, it's, it's, it's always, sure it's always like. good to give back, guys. Yes. You know, we all love these events, but these events are a lot of labor to put on. So <laughs> yeah. if you got the chance to give back, always give back. Yes, yes. So that will be 1 p.m. Thursday that we will be setting up. And then, of course, striking everything after the award ceremony on Sunday. The event is going to have the full Frontline Gaming store as well as all the secondhand shop stuff you know and love. So we are bringing a a very packed up truck, a very packed truck. Uh, Hey, Danny, I I, got to ask, man, what are your thoughts? Because you're not just the SoCal judge. You're one of the Frontline Gaming staff judges. You're involved with a lot going on in in the competitive world. What do you think? I mean, SoCal's this weekend. How do you think the competitive, you know, world looks is it balanced are we happy are you concerned where where do you think what do you think i mean i think it's actually it's funny as much as some of my uh cohorts would uh gnash their teeth at nephilim and i will agree (laughs) nephilim isn't always the most joy to play made some decisions i wasn't necessarily um big on but the if you look at the numbers and you look at the game state and you just look at tournaments that different lists are winning different players are winning different archetypes are winning yeah yeah like I think the meta is in a pretty good place where there are a lot of different big fish and that creates a richer ecosystem. And so I think it's, uh, I mean, especially looking at the list at SoCal and I think there's definitely, there's definitely heat. There's definitely really strong lists that if you, if it's a bad matchup for you, it's going to, it's, you know, there's going to be a lot of feels bad in that game, but those lists also have other counters. And when that happens, then it comes down to player skill and that's what the game should be about, right? Like it's again, an ideal game player skills should be the most important factor. I think we're at that point right now where that's a lot more true than it has been in the past in this edition. I I think balance wise, we are in a very good spot. Sorry, Diggy. I got no. I was gonna say I got a good question. And I got one that Seth's not gonna yell at me about. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna yell at you whatever I want. Yeah. Um, so if we get a balanced data slate tomorrow, uh, how will that affect SoCal? It won't. Um, just because that's not. It's, it's just the reality. Um, 
I that's why we set it only a week in advance for like list deadline and rules yep. deadline. Because I want to I want that chance to happen. But at this point, people have submitted lists. Yeah. They've game planned. They've gotten their reps, are, and it's you you can't planes. take that away from them. Yeah. 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 yeah, like that's just that. And again, from a to slash judge perspective all that does is create um moments of conflict with my players and that's what i don't want right i want people to come and roll dice and have a good time so doing that which you know implementing a new data slate right now would just mess with that and so i don't see the point of doing it picky i i feel it's really important i've I've taken a lot of sensitivity training over the years Um, (laughs) court mandated Court mandated. Uh, <laughs> employer mandated. Um, and I really wanted to, to acknowledge that question that you asked. And that was a good question, Dickie. So thanks what? for bringing that I up. Felt like people, <laughs> people would want to know. Yeah, that was a good I, question. I, I, was I wasn't going to think that. So great job, Tech Priest Dickie. Thank you, man. you. You went away before I could pat you on the head. <laughs> Seth, what are you thinking, though, man? So as a player, are, are, you, are you feeling what, you know, what Danny's saying from, from your perspective? You know, things are looking pretty good. Yeah, right now things are. Now, we all have heard that Votan's going to be really strong. The full range isn't out, and a lot of events, I think SoCal included, are not allowing armies that consist of models that haven't been officially released. Um, fun fun factoid for everyone. Last weekend, the basically, I've been calling it the FOMO box, the, you know, the Fear of Missing Out box, the Army Set box, Army uh, went uh, 35% win rate which uh, equated to two people playing it and one person getting three wins. That one person being Danny McDevitt of Grim After Dark. Um, so right now, Votan isn't the terror we all thought it would be. Now, I think it's it's premature to say that. Um, and it's kind of interesting that we're all really kind of thinking we're getting this data site here in the next, you know, maybe tomorrow, maybe a week from tomorrow. We don't know, but it's feeling like it's getting close. And so things are pretty balanced. So I'll be interested to see what happens because if things are pretty balanced and there's some significant changes in those data sites, we could start to see a lot of different armies rise and fall through the rankings. Yep. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm, yeah, most definitely. I think with the Votanks, I've seen them played a decent amount. I've been helping one of my teammates who is playing them at SoCal kind of build this list. And right now with what they have, they're actually much more of a finesse army than they are, yeah. than people think. People think like, oh, they're dwarves, they're big, tough, stocky, and like, you know, they'll just blast whatever. And it's like, they're short range and they're slow for the most yeah. part. So you yeah, really like, have to know how to those, piece those, trade. Like right now, the army is a bunch of four up armor saves and then mm-hmm. a few characters with better than that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll yeah. see once every everything's out yeah. and once everything's I out i think it'll be a different different story and, and that'll be a more true representation of the army okay well what, right what now danny's holding up the faction as, as a longtime <laughs> votan player myself i'm just curious oh, okay. to think what you guys what danny you think is the is going to be the, the the unit that's going to maybe really push things in their favor i mean obviously we have the the vehicles that haven't been released yet and with uh the the terminators and the i guess the the but i think the berserkers, berserkers what is the thing yeah. that you're most uh, i guess you know, worried about and being too powerful, maybe, or, or maybe um, not even I, worried about just, you know, thinking that they are going to be the ones to make Votan more of a competitive army. I, I think it's a combination of their transports, which to give them that speed to get those yeah. units where you need to, to get them in range and actually yeah. make use of those grudge tokens. Mm-hmm. And I think it's actually the, uh, the berserkers um, and the, uh, the terminators because they don't have Terminate. a good melee element right now without those, yes. um, without those, but having those, like, I think having the hecaton, you know, the chunky boy with the magnet, the cannon and having you know five berserkers 10 berserkers or whatever hidden in there that's a pretty significant threat that can change how they play and can catch people off guard because you know you mm-hmm. spent all this time killing that thing and then all yeah. of a sudden you got these little angry dwarves run at you like you know coked out of their minds yeah. so you know. yeah yeah <laughs> 
All right. Cool. Uh, I think we're getting close to the time that Danny turns into a pumpkin. Uh, yes, you, you got to get off here, Danny. Oh uh, yeah, in a couple minutes. Like I think right. I, so far, I hear peace downstairs. So, <laughs> well, well, well so Danny, be, before you do go, you want to give us maybe a, you know help you where they can find you besides SoCal oh, yeah. this weekend. Uh, so besides SoCal, I'm on uh, TFG Radio. We're a podcast from again. All of us are judges on it for the most part, except for that one guy, Tom. Um, so we've been doing this for seven <laughs> years. Is Tom even years. on the podcast anymore? Uh, he does. He pops in now more than John lately. Like, um, uh, so, you know, at TFG radio and all that associated, um, you can find me pretty easily. You can probably find me via various SoCal open or SoCal open or LVO tags since I've been, you know, judging or LVO since I think 2015. So, you know, uh, pretty easy to find on the interwebs if you bother to look. Uh, but yeah, I'd like check out, uh, I usually write for FLG. I've had to take a break because of work. Cause I just literally cannot find an hour to write an article every week. Like I used to, um, but, uh, I will hopefully be getting back to that when things calm down. And yeah, if you're, you know, please come, you know, when you're at SoCal, say hi, you'll see me. Uh, I walk around a lot cause I actually enjoy looking at the armies and chatting with people, just yell judge and I'll come a running. And uh, if not, then I'll hopefully see people. at. And if they uh, yell LBO. judge and hold up an, a nice frosty unopened beverage. I will never <laughs> or or I, box yeah. of oops, all berries. <laughs> it yeah, depend, depends what time of the day. Cause you know, I don't know if I could eat oops, all berries at like 8am. I just feel like that's asking my stomach to you know go for it. I think it should be safer with a beer or something. You yeah. know? <laughs> so the beer is safer. At 8 <laughs> I, I did not know that was, was going to go. Well, 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 Danny, thank you so much for hopping on, man. Really, really appreciate it. Everyone, you know, we'll see you this weekend. And, and honestly, man, you, you've been all, I mean, I've heard really good feedback. You've been really responsive to asking, you know, people asking questions and, and, you know, updating them and getting tokens issued, et cetera, et cetera. So, so yeah. thank you so much, man. You've done an amazing okay. job and I'll see you uh, in two days. Yep. And uh, if anything, you have any questions about SoCal, doesn't matter if it's last minute, just email me. My email's in the packet. Um, I'll try and get it fixed as fast as I can, try and get something answered as fast as I can. All right. Right. Sweet, man. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Right. Well, Thanks, you, thank uh, you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Definitely. Thanks, dude. Seth, do you want to take us into the competitive track? Yeah, yeah. Let's get the ITC recap going. So our uh, we, not a whole lot of movement uh, since last week. Our number one is still uh, Jack Harpster with the Art of War Dominance. Um, I'm beginning to wonder if there's if we're ever going to see a year that isn't Art of War at the top. You know, <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, Dice Down with, with Vic and, and David, they're getting close. Death or Glory with Thomas Ogden at four getting there. But then you got John Lennon hanging oh, out there at five again. So. Wow. You know, we 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 we'll be interested to see if uh, a lot of these European teams uh, can kind of get in there, compete, uh, maybe take that top spot. Uh, so. We'll, we'll keep an eye on that. Moving on down to our hobby track. Our number one is Matt Aaron. Number two, Jacob Thayer. Number three, Aaron Kelman. Number four, Dean Pritchard. And number five, Eric Mullins. And then sliding on over to the AOS competitive track, our number one again this week is Gavin Grigar. Number two, Anthony Trentinelli. Number three, Jeremy Vassier. Number four, Matt Beasley. And number five, Rich Hanna. And then rounding it out with the AOS hobby track, our number one is Robert Snyder. Our number two is Ricky Fisher. Number three, Anthony Trentinelli, number four, Nick Garcia, and number five, Matt Beasley. So again, Anthony and Matt showing up on both the competitive track and the hobby track. So good, good work, boys. Good work there. Whew, kicker. Yes. It's a full show. It is a full show. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I can I I can I can applaud our own our own show guys. Uh, sorry, I'm I'm I, I I'm tired. I'm excited. I'm nervous. I got to catch a 
taxi or an Uber at four o'clock in the morning to get to the airport for four forty-five. You don't you don't literally just put your bag on your back and run to the airport. Just run, right? Just run. I, I would, but it is like it is you know fourteen miles and yeah, the Louis Armstrong Airport is a, is a bit out there. It's not it's not in the middle of town. Yeah, not not in the middle of town. Which weird though, flying into San Diego, you fly like smack in the middle of downtown, which is great. Yeah. I love this kind of like Vegas. You fly right into downtown, which yeah. Which is Hey, do we have any questions that people, you know, are really eager to? I think we've we've hit most of them. They had a lot of them for Danny. So, you know, they really. I see Total War. What's going on with Total War? I see that as one of our notes there. That's from a guy named Total War. Oh, okay. Uh, He was asking if the lists were unlocked. Okay. Yes, guys. So lists should be unlocked right now. If not, uh, you know, Danny. Consume to your heart's content. (laughs) And that way the lists are also unlocked for tomorrow for the uh, the Thursday show. Because boy, it would be a hard Thursday show without lists. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. Right, right, right. All right. So, well, Kicker, any final thoughts for the night, bud? No, guys. Uh, I'll see a bunch of you at SoCal this weekend. And if not this weekend, I'll see you guys at LVO, which we are we are gearing up after SoCal. It's just it's straight on to LVO for us. So, so right. thank you so much for listening, guys. And I'm glad we had Danny on to, to, to share his insight. Seth, want right. to take us out? Sure. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Signals from the Frontline. We really hope you enjoyed it and have a great week. And we will see you at the SoCal Open. Good night.